0: This week's major spoilers podcast, number 441-type edition, is brought to you by Eric Anderson, Alexander Almeida, George White, Kevin Hall, and Sean Krause, Attorneys at Law. Uh, They'll probably get you out of jail if you do something really, really stupid. But in any case, they're regular contributors, and this one goes out to they.
1: Major spoilers theme song. The Major Spoilers Podcast is on the air. Pod on on the air. The Major Spoilers Podcast is on the
0: air. On the air. Pod Pod Podcast.
2: I'm Matthew I'm Rodrigo and I'm Stephen. If you are listening to the
1: Major Spoilers podcast, Podcasts
2: podcast, podcast, by podcast. by Podcast by by
1: by 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 by
2: Welcome to issue 441 of the Major Spoilers Podcast, 441 episodes, Rodrigo Lopez.
0: I'm Matthew. Oh, wait.
2: <laughs>
3: Yay, Matthew. That's, sorry, Steven. that's Wednesday. Yeah, Rodrigo. W- when did you turn into a board game guy? Why, why do you ask that or
1: why do you say that? Why do you think <laughs> I'm a board game guy?
3: Because um, I remember talking to like you and Rob and Zach, or like it would be like you and D&D Brian and Rob and me. And we'd be talking like after critical hit and they'd be like, oh blah, 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 carcass owner. Oh, blah, 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 settlers of
2: Katana, And you'd be like, Meh, yeah, get out of my house. Meh. <laughs> and then well, all you of have us- to remember it is three o'clock in the morning when that's- you guys want to sit around for an hour and do that. I guess I guess that's true. <laughs> but but
3: then uh after the last recording of Munchkin Land, you're like Oh yeah, and then we played Carcassonne and then we played uh Settlers of Catan and then I yeah. I've got the Knights and Barbarians expansion and I've got the uh Strippers and uh Bouncers expansion and I've got this and I've got the one where like the river and then a dragon comes out of it. So I was like I mean you were you were you were like talking the talk and walking the
2: walk, so I was like when when did this happen? All right. So, um you know, I have um an affection OCD. for a love for, well, I do have OCD. Um, but I do have this, uh, I tend to learn, lean towards role playing games. Okay. And, um, um, games that require strategy. I am not a big first person shooter mm-hmm. when it comes to video games, because, you know, I have not been wired to have that hand, eye coordination. If it's a one joystick and one button, if it's miss Pac-Man, if it's Space Invaders, if it's Galaga, stand aside, son, and let me show you how it's done. If it's Joust, I got that taken care <laughs> of. Mm.
0: <laughs> Steve went down to the IGA and played some Space Invaders, and the devil said, What's wrong with you? It's
3: 2012. <laughs> 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 Galaga, Tetris, and Santa
0: <laughs> P. Spin your roller ball. <laughs> Steven, hit that Robotron and something, something funny.
2: (laughs) So, you know, we went through this period from about, I don't know, 98 through about today where it's all everyone is all video games, video games, video games. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as growing up as a kid, we played a lot of board games, uh, sucky board games, Parcheesi and Monopoly and Trouble and all that stuff. And to be honest, I really thought board games had just kind of phased their way out. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people are that way about comics and Dungeons and Dragons and those kinds of things. So um, just because of my competitive nature and the fact that I like strategy games and games that I like to play are more mind-related role-playing games. That's why I like World of Warcraft. You don't have to have a strategy. You ju- I, mean, I mean, you don't have to have a hand-eye coordination. It's the strategy of when right, do you attack right, and what right. do you cast and those kinds of things. So when you guys are half talking about it, it's like, yeah, 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 I'm really not that interested in learning to play another game because I have so much. I, I don't have very much free time, mm-hmm. um, but I'm interested in hearing what you guys have to talk about. And then when Geek and Sundry launched with Tabletop, I was like. Getting to see how these games are, are played. When mm-hmm. someone explains, well, first you do this and then you do this and do this, it's like, okay, that doesn't make any sense to me. Right. But you show me how the game is played, which is what tabletop does extremely well. Mm-hmm. And then I'm suddenly like, oh, this game looks very interesting. So when I see Munchkin demoed, I can say, ah, this makes sense. When I see Asoro demoed, I say, ah, this makes sense. When Rob tries to explain Settlers of Catan to me, I'm like, you guys aren't making any sense. Right. You gather resources, and you try to take over this, and you're trading that, and it's like, no, that doesn't make any sense. Um, so, the other problem that I have with playing board games is, my free time is usually at 2 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that Rodrigo and Brian and Rob would have a lot of, um, oh, like, up. if I just called them up 2 in the morning and go, you guys want to come over and play uh, Elder Elder Signs?
3: Uh you will regret having said that. <laughs> because they will. Well see, uh, but Rob and Brian definitely will
2: come over here at two in the morning to play with you. But that's the problem. I can't I can't do that. Right, right. So what am I to do? These games are two to four players. Right? Sometimes six players or more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's just like I don't have time to schedule that in. So when we went to Nertacular. I started seeing all these games that I thought that my son and I could play the boy and I could play. And I thought, Hey, this would be a great way to where we can do some more father son bonding. Mm-hmm. He can, uh, I can get mad when he beats me and flip up the table and walk away mad. Right. Um, cause that's definitely what he does when you beat him. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, but then I was like, you know what? These games aren't really his speed. We, we've tried playing Soro, but he understands the concept, but he just doesn't understand the competitiveness of trying to get me off the board or to keep himself on the board. Um, But he's five. What do you expect? mm -hmm. Um, So then I was like, okay, what am I going to do? Because I really would like to play some games. I'd like to do something in in these free moments that I have. And so I started looking on iPad, on the iPad in the App Store, and I said, let's see if Settlers of Catan, if they have an iPad version of that, even though I don't know how they could translate it because I've got the game. Let me see. Boom, it's there. Oh, what about this other game, Carcassonne, that these guys are always going on about? Oh, that's on there too. Mm -hmm. What about... uh, uh, ticket to ride the train game right oh they've got an ipad app for that too now here's the good thing about it i can play against four six people and i'm playing against the computer mm-hmm. and that's fine because i can start to learn the strategy and yeah and yeah. play it without always getting frustrated like i do on a certain other podcast where i'm always getting beat mm-hmm. um and i can have that that's same enjoyable ahead. experience no MSP? Munchkin. It just—if <laughs> you've listened uh, to the first—if you've catch listened to the first three episodes of Munchkin Land, you will know that I have not won a single game yet, <laughs> and it is frustrating. Well, then again, I've always been down at level one in those first three games yeah. too. So you know, when you're level one and everyone else is
3: a level nine, the important thing to remember, Stephen, is that it is frustrating that you haven't won, but it's
2: also hilarious. <laughs> yes, oh, for you guys, <laughs> sure. <laughs> but so here's the thing: I now have these games that I can play. And have a very similar experience to what would be sitting around other people. I'll talk about that in just a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing, too, is um, if my wife is in one of the kids' rooms monitoring them while they go to sleep or trying to help them go to sleep and she's just sitting there for reassurance, I can fire up my iPad, she can fire up her iPad, we can play the game virtually mm-hmm. on, through the internet and, and compete against one another. And that's enjoyable. Uh, We played Carcassonne this weekend with myself, the boy and the wife. And um, the boy was getting so mad because he was in last place. And I was like, just be calm, just Mm -hmm. be calm. You're going to make some points up at the end. I'm in first place going, Oh yeah, why don't you put your tile over here and help me complete this city. Um, And then at the end he won, Mm -hmm. you know, he got on the top and beat me by quite a bit and beat the wife by even considerable more. And so that made him happy. And so that was a good, enjoyable experience. So, Kind of an answer to your question, in a long roundabout way, I enjoy playing these games because I get that board game experience, but I don't have to have, I'm not reliant upon four other people or three other people to play that game. If they could figure, if Steve Jackson Games could figure out a way to get Munchkin Land into an electronic version, mm-hmm. I would be all over that. Mm. I would be buying, uh, they could charge 20 bucks for each each uh, edition of that game. Expansion. For iPad, and I'd be buying it.
3: Oh sure! Actually, it's it's interesting that you bring that up about uh, that kind of uh, entry through electronics because basically Magic the Gathering has come out and said our new number one way to get new players is our Duels of the Planeswalkers mm-hmm. game. The on game I have it. iPad. On it, I got Xbox it the day it came out.
2: else? I got it the day the day it came out. Yeah. I was like, oh, I want to play this. Yep. And you know what? I actually have won in that game on the uh, iPad well, as well, compared to when I sit down with Rodrigo and, and lose every time. Well, it's time. because there's no other people involved. Well, there's the computer. Right. right. So
3: it, uh, you know, it it really... It does allow someone to play and you can't do anything that the rules don't allow you to do. You right. can't play the game incorrectly. Right. And when right. you keep trying to do something and the game doesn't let you... Uh, you don't sit there and accuse the game of cheating. Right. You just accept that the game is not letting you. That, right. That, that's right. the way the rules work. Right. Um, and so you learn how the game works mm-hmm, and simultaneously get some enjoyment so that then later when you actually do play
2: with people, um, you already know how the game works. Oh, like um, I, I played Ticket to Ride and within probably a dozen games, I've got the strategy figured out to where now, yes, I may be in last place going into the mm-hmm. final train, Uh, but when you do the final calculations, I'm, I'm winning more than I am losing in the game now. Um, when I play Carcassonne, I'm probably up 50%. Mm -hmm. Settlers of Catan, man, there are still some things that I think the computer's cheating. Right. (laughs) Because I have yet to win a game in Settlers of Catan, uh, just because of some of the weird rule sets. And it took me a long time because it didn't tell you in the electronic version that you have to have, what is it? two spaces or something you you, yeah in between spaces between your settlements and i kept going well why can't you let me put it there there's an open space my road connects there let me put a settlement down and i couldn't figure it out and couldn't figure it out until i was like ah now i I finally see what it's doing Mm -hmm. and you know i wish they would have explained that but still it's 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 an interesting game to play i'm sure even in in real life the drawback of the drawback of having these games electronically and this is a real problem that i have is that there is something about the shared experience, mm-hmm. right? When we sit around and we play Munchkin, mm-hmm. um, and there's four of us at the table, we can go back and forth, and you guys can laugh at my frustration of mm-hmm. not winning, and I can crack jokes uh-huh. at everybody else around the table, and we can all laugh at the punny humor, and we can all... And this is what the, the hardest part, I think, would be translating that into, the, uh, into a video game version, would be, when do you screw your neighbor? When do you screw the other person? Right. um, You know, that's that's really hard to do. But in real life, that's part of the fun is Mm. holding that you lose a level or you lose all your stuff or you die card until right at the moment when you're like, you've been screwing me over this entire session. Boom. There you go. Right. Right. And I think in these electronic versions, even though they have... Uh, iPad version of Scrabble where you can have everybody sit around the iPad with their little iPhones, with their their little tiles, and even though you can play, um, what's the other one that I got that is really, um, Small World, Mm -hmm. you literally, Small World, the the, the iPad becomes the game board and you still need to sit around, you can't play electronically over the internet with it. Um, There's something about that human connection and that human experience that I don't think you get Mm -hmm. when Matthew is playing... WWF against some 12 year old in New York. Right. There, there. Well, there is a lot more F bombing. Well, no, but I, I, I honestly don't think Matthew that if you sat around and you played munchkin with us, or if you played the electronic version of elder sign over the internet or just with the, with the, uh, the computer, and then you uh-huh. sat around and played elder sign with a group of people, it's a different experience. And yeah, there's something about it. Well, it's a board game. Um, okay. Sometimes you know,
0: when I talk to you guys I feel like the girl from Bones because I'm like I have no idea what that is. Well
2: have you I mean have you played any of the board games that I've that we've talked about? Settlers um, of Catan.
0: Yes, I've played Settlers of Catan. Very
2: Carcassonne.
0: Fun. Um there were some carcasses involved in something.
2: Um, um I think I rented ride. It owned ticket to ride.
0: That's the train game. Yes. Okay, yes.
2: Um, so there's a – I honestly believe that if all of us were sitting around playing Ticket to Ride, it would be a different experience than you playing with the computer or playing with someone who you don't know in Mississippi. Agreed. And there's just something about that. So that is the – if there's still something missing from this experience is that connection that we make with people. But me being right. able when to sit down – you
0: guys throwing slurs at me, they'll be appropriate slurs that fit my right, ethnic and right. or physical – deformities right. right
2: um but otherwise i love it because it allows me to hone the strategy and not make a fool of myself in front of everybody you know
3: yeah i mean that's a big deal and that's uh, that's, a, that's an that's intro- something that's something that they've talked about is that it's a it, for especially for introverted people um it can be a big challenge to make a mistake in mm-hmm. a game because mm-hmm. you know if you make a mistake you know even if people are like, no, no, it's okay, you feel self-conscious. You feel that you've made an error in a social
2: situation, and mm-hmm. a lot of people have a lot of problem dealing with that. You know, or or you just feel dumb because, oh, you don't know this rule that you can't do that? Right, exactly. Oh, man. You, right. Or I've told you how many times we have to tell you, you know, you can play all that stuff out mm-hmm. in the electronic version in that safe environment yep. until you feel comfortable to yep. say, hey, I want to go online. Maybe the, you know, the first step is playing just on the local device and then you go online and you start playing other people Mm -hmm. and then you play with your, your peers. Yep. Um, but I, I really true wish that I could sit down and play all these games with, with the major spoilers people. Mm -hmm. I think it would be fun. I think it'd be wonderful. But the problem is if we sit down on critical hit night, well, that's eating into critical hit time. If it's going to take an hour to play ticket to ride, that's an hour we can't do critical hit. That's one episode of Critical Hit listeners don't get. If we sit down and play Small World, well, there's Critical Hit time gone. If we have to find another day of the week to sit down and play the game, well, there's another day of the week where we're not recording podcasts, updating the website, or more importantly for me, family time. Right. Now, granted, the kids go to bed- Doing non-major spoilers things. Yes, doing non-major spoilers things, as I refer to it. Um, Granted, now, the kids go to bed at 7.30, but at night, when everyone leaves, there's always that risk of you wake everybody up and- Then there's hell to pay. Right. Not for you guys, of course, but for me. No. Uh-huh. No,
3: I pretty much just spin your kids like tops and then let go of them. I <laughs> know
2: that's the best part because then I think about thirty minutes ago I heard the kid upstairs screaming. Yeah. After. Um so I don't know. That's that so you know, that's kind of the answer. I, I do love the board games because there's a strategy element to it. It's not a it's not a uh, it's not a physical wiring of, hey, I can control this joystick and mash these buttons faster than anyone else. Mm -hmm. it's strategy how am i going to complete this task and how do i complete this goal and that's what i like about the board games Mm -hmm. so i would prefer to be able to sit around with people at any time and play but i just can't snap my fingers and say rodrigo please come i would like to play a game of connect four
3: yeah well if you give me enough warning but i can't wait for 45 minutes for you to drive over here i guess that's true in
2: 45 minutes my desire has been spent yes and you've,
3: you've <laughs> played Connect Four by yourself. I have
2: I have Connect Fourd myself, yes. and uh, I have no desire to see you. <laughs> There's this odd looking around, oh. not looking you directly insert in the eye. <laughs> joke here. <laughs> so let's, uh. let's not insert anything. Anyway. <laughs> All right, Richard. So you had a question for me. I wow. have a question for you. Okay. If you had the Pokemon franchise, because mm-hmm. I hear you're a big Pokemon.
3: Did you I see is, the, the... I am a, I am a big pokemon. A pokemon. <laughs> You're Beedorman. You're Beardomon. Your beard-o-mon.
2: Yes. yes. Uh did you see the uh did you see the art appreciation moment uh, up on the site this week where someone had taken the uh, Von Pinpin had taken the pokemon and and done them up in the style of Tim Burton?
3: Oh no, I hadn't. It's I hadn't really seen pretty that. cool. I actually um, saw uh somebody who had just done them as like old timey illustrations? Oh yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like you would see in a, um, like in an old like explorers handbook, and it was like, oh yeah, yeah. You know how like dogs mm-hmm. have a weird mm-hmm. like nose, and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, yeah. Or like they would give like dog faces to things that totally didn't have them. Like I, I saw somebody doing Pokemon that way, and it was actually really
2: cool too. So, what would happen if you had the, the, you know, the? I was talking about this uh, again to, to this class, and this is where we got into this idea of having to be connected to people is very, mm-hmm, very mm-hmm. important. Um, I asked if if Pokemon was as popular today as it was thirty years ago, right? Twenty years ago, twenty five years ago. You know, really, it started out as the cards, and then it got into the Game Boys. No, it was a Game Boys first. Was it? Yes. Hmm, okay, so it started out as the Game Boys, mm-hmm. got turned into a card game, mm-hmm. got sent to the uh, to the other systems. Mm-hmm. What is the Game Boy called now? The DS? Uh, the 3DS. 3DS. And so now it's black and white just came out about a month or so ago, mm-hmm. and it's very popular. Still very popular. Sure. So is, the, is there a problem with the franchise? Uh,
3: there really, well, yes, there's lots of problems with the franchise. The, the issue there is that the franchise is still good enough that it doesn't matter that there's problems with the franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, I, I sit down and I look at Pokemon and it is a mess. It is a stylistic mess and it is a mechanical mess.
2: Um, man, it's all about cockfighting.
3: Well, forget that. I, I, I don't, I don't even want to get into how it's a moral <laughs> mess, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, uh, you know, there, if you look at Pokemon, there are Pokemon that are like, this Pokemon's deal is that it is a cartoon rat. Right. There's one where this Pokemon's deal is that it is a weird codpiece-looking monster with, like, springy arms and legs. Mm-hmm. This Pokemon's deal is that it is made of fire, as is this one, as is this one, as is that one. Well, there but are I mean, 15 fire Pokemon. And there's and 15 do, water Pokemon and 15 and,
2: earth Pokemon and 15 and,
3: and, air Pokemon. Yes, and they all do the exact yes, same they do. thing. Yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, so... What I would do if I had the Pokemon franchise is I would really trim it down. I would say, how can I make it matter that this guy's a psychic Pokemon? How can I make it matter that this guy is a fire Pokemon? And I'll just make it a big, super convoluted rock, paper, scissors game, but actually make it so that A, there's some strategy involved, and B, so that each Pokemon is special, because what's the point of having, you know, anywhere from five to... 300,000 Pokemon mm-hmm. if they're all essentially interchangeable of, or if any hundred of them are interchangeable for but the But
2: they have different stats. Doesn't one have like one more point higher yes, one of them in this has, one category? That's and,
3: right. And and you know what? It comes across exactly that way. Um, what is the difference between this Pokemon and that Pokemon? Um, sure, it has one more point somewhere and one fewer well, point it's a, somewhere But it's a stats else.
0: thing,
2: right? I mean, that's what it boils down to is but stats. It has,
0: it has a cooler name, though, too. Ah uh, yes, Charmandoman. Right, right. So, Jigglypuff. So
2: yeah, I mean in in a sense
3: it does give you that option of well, if all fire pokemon are basically the same pokemon, then I can just pick the one that looks the way I like. Well, that's true. Um and so it's got that going for it, which is nice. Mm-hmm. But uh I I I I look at it and I think You know, what is the point? What is the point of having, you know, because there are Pokemon, there's a Pokemon that can turn into other Pokemon. Mm -hmm. There's a Pokemon that can copy the abilities of other Pokemon. There's a Pokemon that can shoot a laser beam that is stronger than any other laser beam that you can get. Oh my gosh. You know, and those Pokemon you want to get because they're the ones that have the special powers. Right. They're rares. And they're harder to find or they just... Uh, they appear at a particular point mm-hmm. in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so why can't every Pokemon have a special power? And yeah, it's ludicrous to think because that once
2: can... they all have special powers, none of them have special powers. It's,
3: it's well, it, I mean, is that the case? Is it is you know, uh, Green Lantern does something different than Superman. Sure, he does. Right as, as mm-hmm. which does something different from Batman. Mm-hmm. So they're not all flying super strong guys that are basically interchangeable i mean there is a difference between what they do and a difference between how their powers work so that's what i'm saying is i want to have you know 100 pokemon Mm -hmm. that each do a different thing as opposed to 300 pokemon where any 50 of them are basically the same guy
0: but isn't that interchangeability what makes it the entry-level ccg i mean if you're a six and seven year old kid and you're playing a deck that is virtually identical to the kid's deck next door, but yours has a Charmander where his has a Psyduck. 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 I know that Psyduck and Charmander aren't the same thing. Please don't come down on my head, Pokemon people. Right. Psyduck has a headache. Psyduck. I I, I think that it may be that (laughs) point where they're appealing to that younger demographic where they understand the simplicity of the mechanics – But then they dress it up differently, and each one wears a different hat. So
2: here's this thing that my son plays, Uh Uh, Ninjago. Have you heard about those? Yes. So basically they're they're, basically they are Lego Beyblades. Right. He doesn't give a crap about, and I can feel them. This one is weighted slightly different than the other one. Mm -hmm. This one has a little bit different base. This one has this attachment that you can make on it that will spin it faster or slower or Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in this wobbly fashion. He could give crap less about that. Right. He just knows that. And you got to play him because he's got an interesting way of playing. He's made up his own rules. okay sure. But he just wants to spin them and he wants them to crash into one another and he doesn't care about how the game is. He wants to make sure that this one has the cool flame, that this one has the cool sword, that this one has this, that this one has that. He's all for the look. Right. And if they can fight each other and somehow knock each other down without really paying attention to the stats and without paying attention to the numbers, he's fine with that for now. And I think, though, once you get up to your level, it does boil down to the stats. Well, this one has one more stamina point than this one. So if I'm battling, I've got that one extra point chance to win the battle, statistically speaking. Right, right. And, um, I mean, when you get down to the statistics, that's the same way with baseball. People will say, oh, what's your favorite player? Well, they'll say Mickey Mantle and George Brett and Babe Ruth and all that. Right. But then, if you said, "Okay, statistically, put together a perfect team," they'll say, "Oh, well, in that case, I want this person, this person, this person, and this person," and right. they're very, very different uh, because of their stats. Right. But you know, when you when you talk about them, they're basically all really good hitters, or all really good catchers, or or whatever. Um, so, I think you might have it. Would the would the joy math you be taken out of the game if you had one hundred different Pokemon with one hundred different abilities? And the only I reason I think. the only reason I ask is because if you start off and I don't know what the first in the video games which you start off, right? With, you From start out with a level one Pikachu, right? And you right. go out to battle, you know, whoever a level Team one Psyduck, and then yes. you turn
0: into Raichu, and then you turn. Let's into Let's say that a you go
2: out and battle a level a level shoe, one Jigglypuff, then, right. right? Statistically, if Pikachu is less than Jigglypuff, you're going to be frustrated because you can't beat it because mm-hmm. you haven't caught anything mm-hmm. to replace it with. If you make in a computer-based game, Jigglypuff, a lower, easily beat character mm-hmm. than your Pikachu, no one's going to give a crap because, oh, this is too easy of a character. This is just a trash well, character. And
3: and and why would you catch a Jigglypuff? And that's, that's actually another part that is important in Pokemon, which is the reason why there are 300-plus Pokemon, mm-hmm. um, possibly up to, like, 400 now, is because... That's a big part of the game. Is you catch all the Pokemon, right? And usually, what you do is you catch that a Pokemon.
2: CD factor.
3: Oh yeah, you you catch a Pokemon, and what do you do? You go to your computer storage device in the game, and you stick it in there, and you never touch it again. Right, right, right. You caught it.
2: You you narrow it down to what your top five yeah, characters. Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, exactly. You come up with five Pokemon that you really like, mm-hmm. and you keep playing those guys because between them, they have all the abilities that you are going to need. Right. What I am saying is, the game should encourage that. Instead of kind of just being a malaise of you know having a little bit of that and also having like weird random special mm. abilities, you mean a mélange?
0: That's what I meant.
2: No, he means lazy. Yeah. Yes, he means it's a, a
3: lazy way. Is than a mélange,
2: <gasps> basically a lazy way of
0: doing it. Sorry, I didn't mean to
3: interrupt. <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> you meant a meringue. So that's. I mean, that's another. That's <laughs> another thing, thing is, is I think the the that the Pokemon rock paper systems rock paper sister system is. To a certain degree broken because it's so frustrating to end up in a fight where whatever you're fighting is resistant to whatever you have. Mm-hmm. And you're just like chipping and chipping and chipping and chipping away, and it's just like a three hour fight, and then you accidentally kill the Pokemon mm-hmm. and then you can't catch it anyway. Mm-hmm. So I would if I was able to do that, and this is talking about the video game, basically. Right, right, right. Um I would basically set it up so that rather than Pokemon being strong defensive against stuff, they're just strong offensively against stuff so that the fights will go faster. Like, if you go up against something that offensively beats you and you have no special defenses, then it'll kill you faster, and then you can just go try it again. And then same thing if you bring a strong Pokemon, you just do it faster. And if both of them are strong against each other, then it's just it just turns into a really quick and and furious fight in I, which I, you you really have to mine your resources. I, I
2: don't know anything beyond about Pokemon beyond, um, the cartoon show, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, when you catch these Pokemon, do you get different points based on their levels? No, you don't get anything. You oh, get the Pokemon. Anything? Oh, okay. So I was wondering though, would it then make sense in your in your system that you do have some trash Pokemon that you can just go and beat up anytime you want mm-hmm. uh, and add to your collection? Because you have to catch them all. Yeah, I mean, that's how the game works.
3: Okay. You you spend most... You actually spend most of the game catching trash Pokemon. I mean, okay. you go out and you catch a Pokemon that literally has no attacks.
2: Would it be better, though, though if these were worth points? Like, I don't know, what's the greatest, biggest, baddest Pokemon? It, it depends on the game. Okay. But, I mean... Uh, the yeah. best
0: Pokemon is Godzilla-mon.
2: Yes, Godzilla-mon. Okay, so... Let's say he's worth a million points. Right. And then you've got Jigglypuff. Right. Which is worth one point. Right. And then you've got varying points in between. Right. Does it make it more or less competitive then to be able to get the most the highest score the most points?
3: Well, I mean, if a Godzilla mon is worth a million points, isn't it enough of an achievement that you've caught a Godzilla Mon?
2: Yeah, could be.
3: I mean that's that's what the game is going for, is okay. it's you the achievement comes from catching these guys and then from taking your dream team and fighting it against other teams essentially
2: but but uh, don't you for the most part though just play against yourself
3: you know in, in that, well you play in against that, the computer right in the computer most of the time right but you can link you can link yeah, yeah. your games to play against other that? people how often do you do that how often do i do that yeah, never yeah. i don't
2: ever oh you don't ever play no or you don't ever play against other people? I don't ever play against you other people. A, do you have a 3DS with the Pokemon game no. and the black and white? Do you ever play Rob's stuff? Because I think, didn't he buy it? He was nah, into are you it? kidding? I
3: would have to pry it away from
2: him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else that you would fix with Pokemon? Oh, lots of things. I'll write an article about it. Excellent. I think it should be a good article up on Majorspoilers.com in the future. Speaking of things over at Majorspoilers.com, you know it's that time of year again. You know what time of year that is? St. Patrick's Day? No, not St. Patrick's Day. It's that time of year where we have the Major Spoilers Annual Costume Contest. (gasps) Pretty cool, (gasps) right? The Major Spoilers Annual Costume Contest. We've been doing this. This is now, it's sixth year that we've been doing this. Last year, do you remember the prize that we gave away last year? Was that an iPad? We gave away an iPad to the winner of this costume contest. We are doing it again. We're going to give away an iPad to our grand prize champion, The person with the best costume, of course, you have to enter. I mean, you could have the best costume, but if you don't enter, you can't win this iPad. Mm -hmm. This ain't no chintzy, whatever it is, six gig, four gig, whatever the lowest end iPad it is. Right. A beefy iPad. Right. You're going to enjoy reading your digital comics on this iPad. But we're taking it up a notch this year. We're also introducing a, uh, a runner-up prize. Not second place, runner-up prize. Right. Because I sometimes feel bad about, you know, there's people that you're pulling for in the in the final two. and mm-hmm. Everyone's voting for. And it's just like, oh, darn. Yes. And then that person is like, oh, I only missed it by five. And I missed giving, getting an iPad. Have you seen these limited edition, Matthew, these limited edition portal guns? That uh, I saw those on uh, Major Spoilers. NECA Gives Out, I think is what they are, is the company name. NECA. I've got one.
0: I love their wafers.
2: I've got one. Rodrigo's played with it. I think Rob's played with it. Mm -hmm. Zach's played with it. I think everybody's played with it. My son hasn't played with it. He's like, can I touch that gun? I'm like, no, you'll break it, you slimy little boy. (laughs) Guess what? We are going to give away to our runner-up an Aperture gun. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, we are. What? Yeah, it's a pretty good prize. What? So if people want to win these things, then there's actually, we'll take it up another notch, Rodrigo. (gasps) There is a third prize yet unannounced for our third place contestant. Is it
0: Felicia Day? No, it is not Felicia Day.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, eh, I'm not going to give it away because it is kind of a surprise third place. It's not the little little silver cup trophy. Mm -hmm, It's not the mm -hmm. participant medal that you get. Right. But it is something that is. But it is something along those lines of, "Hey, you entered, and we are recognizing you Mm -hmm. uh, for your achievement." So we
0: recognize you. Here's the deal: you're the one who was dressed as Poison Ivy, even though you're six foot three and male.
2: You have to send three to four pictures of yourself in costume, Mm -hmm. and one of yourself in your street clothes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that we know that it's you. Uh, You have to send those to us to contest at majorspoilers.com by October twentieth, two thousand twelve. Includes your name, address, the character you're supposed to be, no made-up characters. Right. Uh, the picture for the entry must have been taken in the last 24 months. That's something new we're implementing. I don't want somebody entering a costume that they made six years ago and took, took a picture of six years ago. Mm-hmm. Let's see the costume that you made last year right. for Halloween. We will narrow it down to five contestants here internally, mm-hmm. and then we will let the populace decide which is the favorite. Give us Barabbas. Um, you can enter multiple times. What? You can enter multiple times. So if you have, you wanted to do Mothman or something, uh, Matthew, if mm-hmm. you wanted to do that and you wanted to go as uh, Mighty King, well, you can't go as Mighty King Cobra because that's not a real character. Uh, if you wanted uh, to go as. um, He, he means the Venture Brothers <laughs> guy. That's if you wanted about. to go as uh, your favorite Luchadori. Benjamin
0: 21.
2: You could do that. You I could can enter a second porky. twice. You could come as as uh, as Porky Pig, sure. Um, porky the problem is, though, Matthew, you can't enter because right. you're you, you work for Major Spoilers. But I other people could enter. Other people could enter multiple times. Enter.
0: Would dressing enter, up as Matthew dressing enter, up as Super Porky enter context?
2: enter is what people need to do. Mm-hmm. Spread the and word. Enter. Please, please, please spread the word. Help us make this the biggest, baddest. Major spoilers costume contest ever.
3: Yes, which will finally be two thousand eight as far as hits. Yes,
2: as far as hits on the side. I still haven't figured out why that one is still getting so many hits. These so many years later, I have to go back and analyze that no. a little bit more. Uh, but go and, and do that. We're going to be pro- uh, promoting that up until October twentieth. Winner will be announced October thirty first. Okay. Um, also, if you want to help us out, uh, you can make a donation—a two, five, or ten dollar a month recurring donation. Or if you're simply looking to buy stuff, maybe you're looking to buy parts for your costume. Head over to Majorspoilers.com, click on the Amazon.com link, head over there, buy some stuff from Amazon, help the economy and everything that you buy on Amazon through our link, sends a little bit of money back our way. That'll keep the site running. That'll keep uh, the podcast going and the equipment humming. Some of this equipment's getting a little old. It's about time to be replaced um, and to keep everything going from there. Majorspoilers.com, that is where it's at, including a bunch of reviews, Rodrigo. I
0: don't know if you've been over there
2: lately. Yes. A lot of reviews up on the site. Oh, yeah. It's because we got a bunch of new writers. That's cool. Yeah. And they are all doing a fine job, per se. Um, Last question.
0: (laughs) Well remembered.
2: (laughs) Last question. That's a callback that the listener doesn't know (laughs) of
0: Remember, kids, when I laugh inexplicably, we're talking off the air.
2: (laughs) Last question goes over to Matthew to address, and then everybody else will jump in. Um, we were talking on the previous uh, episode about Back to yes. the Future one, two, and three, and how these were really serialized. Hi. And I had made the comment that I thought that episodes two and three came out like three months apart, and really they came out six months apart.
0: Six months apart. Yeah, six Which months is apart. Still pretty close.
2: It is very close in in movie terms. I mean, uh, the Lord of the Rings uh, trilogy came out a year apart, year and a half apart. Um, I was wondering, would it even be possible to bring back? the movie serials granted now television is in and we have that every week with our buffies and our uh, communities and our office uh, type shows. But Mm -hmm. could you drive audiences to the theater on a regular basis? Maybe every three months, if you were able to generate three or four Marvel type movies in a year, or maybe even you break it up, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Stephen King did that a couple of years ago with what was that book that he had where he broke it up, all the chapters, the green, mile. the green, green mile. Was that it?
0: He did this. He did the same thing with uh, riding the bullet. That's the that's one, one I'm
2: one. thinking of riding. the yeah. Bullet. And those are very successful in their serialized forms. Um, uh, DC Comics does that with their original uh, online comics with comiXology. They'll take uh, Legends of the Dark Knight and they'll take a um, a series and break it into five parts or three parts sell them for 99 cents. The three parts together make a single issue, Uh, but they're serialized in that way. So each one has kind of this natural cliffhanger point Uh, with the Amikami series. They did the same thing. Um, Could you do it with movies today?
0: I, I don't know that you could because of what movies have become Um, at the point when the movies were, you know, a serial and a cartoon and, Let's go out to the lobby. Right, right. Th- those were those were the enter the big entertainment experience. It was a point where television wasn't really one hundred percent prevalent, and certainly, if you had a television, there were only you know two channels on it. I think that with the fragmentation of the audience and the price of movies, it would be an uphill battle. Because for me, I don't go to the movies mostly because it's uncomfortable, but also because. I'll spend $40 for me and the kid to go see, you know, School of Rock or something. And we alone will go there. And I usually try to go on like a weekday afternoon when there's no one else in the universe who wants to see the movies. When I went to see Avengers, I was shoved in between strangers and it annoyed me. And it took a while for me to actually enjoy that movie because there was some schmuck kicking my chair and a girl next to me going,
1: daddy, who's that? Is that the Hulk? Why is the Hulk doing that,
0: Daddy? I don't understand. And then my kid is like, "Why is she asking stupid questions?" <laughs> but what it really boils down to for me is: a Are you going to be able to? Uh, are you going to be able to put this together to where it works? Because you know, if you have, let's say, Fox Studios is mm-hmm. going to do this serialized movie. It's going to have to run with a Fox movie because Paramount well, Pictures would, would pitch a fit if they tried to do that. They, they like, could, oh, but, they, do
2: but they don't do that. I mean, rarely do you see the movie studio saying you can't show that Disney trailer before our Paramount movie, or you can't, you know do this. I mean, that's up to the movie theater's uh, purview to decide whether what, what trailers they're going to show. Now, sometimes the movie comes attached with trailers, generally from the mm-hmm. same studio. But there's nothing preventing the movie theater from saying, hey, I'm going to run 20 minutes of trailers, which is the way it used to be, uh, in, right. in front of this. Now, I guess in my premise, it's not saying that we have to release four feature-length uh, movies a year. But what if we took, uh, for la- I, I don't know, um, Kung Fu Zombie Western. Mm-hmm. Right. And we chop that into 12 chapters. And every month, there is a new chapter going to be released to the theater. And- The theater can opt to to decide to run that little 12-minute segment in front of every movie for the entire month or every week, depending on how you wanted to serialize it, Um, so that when people come in, doesn't matter if they're going to see the Disney movie or whatever, the the Paramount movie or the whatever movie, for 12 minutes before the movie runs, they get to see this little serialized chapter. And then if they want to see more, they have to come back next week or the next month and watch any movie to get that next part of that serial.
0: Do we have to pay more
2: i don't I don't think so uh, you know in my so world the I would money? not that where's would just the be that would just be
0: for the theater
2: that would just be recouped from well the theater doesn't make any money off the box office uh, they don't make any they make very little money off the box office they make all of their money from concessions so what happens is you've got twelve extra minutes now where people can come back and go can I get another large oh, butter nom, popcorn nom, can nom, I get nom. a candy can I get a whatever um you know i I, I no, that's why I'm wondering, would that work? Would it, would it increase people to go to the movies saying, oh, man, remember that first part of the, the Kung Fu zombie Western where the guy was like, yeah, and the other guy was like, wow, and then that one thing like was like, yeah, and then, and then, I, wonder what, and then like, I wonder well, what happened next. I'm going to go back to the movie. I don't care what's, you know, I, I, granted, they're, they're not going to see the serial, but maybe that serial is that encouragement to come back to the theater to see a movie. So within that month, so you can get that extra bit.
0: I think more likely what you'd have is the encouragement to go to the internet and illegally download well, the episode that you missed. The
2: reason why the, – and the, I this, posed this this question uh, because I kind of thought the answer was going to be no, it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. And the main reason is because there are so many people right now who are doing really good serialized stories on YouTube and are making – entire web. So. Are, are making a crap ton of money off that. I mean, again, I go back to what uh, – the The YouTube channel partners are doing mm-hmm. geek and sundry with what they're doing uh the Freddie w uh video game high School series, which is over um there's just so many of them out there that they're monetizing because they're creating the serialized content that's telling these chapters of a story. They're getting a million people to come, and then a month later they're releasing the second chapter, getting a million people to come and making ten grand or more off of each episode mm-hmm. uh, by the time you run ten episodes at ten grand. There's $100,000 but only costs you $50,000 to make $50,000 profit, well, minus 30% to the tax man. Right. So I, you know, I kind of agree with you, Matthew. I don't think serialized movies would work only because of the serialization that's going on online because, I would then this, agree. And I because the second part of that is, well, what happens after you're done with the YouTube? Yes, you can leave <sighs> YouTube up there forever and continue right. to make more money month after month. But then the next thing that usually occurs after that, especially for the movie maker or the storyteller, is the DVD. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because now you can sell that as one continuous story on DVD and make more profit because you've already given people the... And Granted, YouTube can do 1080p, but you've given them that taste. Now here comes all the extras and everything in one complete package. I think a bigger issue issue is the...
0: A bigger issue for me is the fact that the movie industry is at this point entirely geared towards giving us something that we kind of already know that they know we're going to like and i don't think that a portion of the story is going to fit into the way that they market and advertise and the way that they distribute their movies i think it's going to be like wait how does this work what do we do and then three weeks from now we do what and the who and the what you know i I find that part of the reason I believe that movies like The Lord of the Rings are being shot all as one movie and chopped up is because it's easier to understand, okay, I know there's nine hours of this coming. Right. It's not like Star Wars where in 1977 we had this movie and it had an ending that wasn't all of the ending and then there was more. Right, right, right. And then Empire was like, well, we're going to tease a little more. We didn't know in 1980 whether there was going to be an Empire Strikes Back. They talked about we're going to do Star Wars 2. And when it came out, we were like, ooh. And then they're like at the end teasing something else. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Oh, there might be a Star Wars 3. Yeah. Now that's, that's a given, but it's always done in advance. We're going to shoot, you know, we're going to shoot the guy from the office for 27 straight weeks. And then we're going to turn it into a movie and it's going to have Gandalf in it. And apparently the seventh doctor. So that's fun.
2: Do you like the, let me ask you this then, Rodrigo, as I said, the natural lead up after the serialized release on, on online is the DVD set with extras. Do you go for that? Do you do you like the fact, and, and I kind of ask this because I'm about to receive 25 hours of Lord of the Rings in Blu-ray. Wow. I think it's 25 hours. It's like the five hour uh, Return of the King collection and the 17 hour Jeez. Uh, Two Towers collection. Da, 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 Lots of walking. Da, da. But does I mean does that stuff appeal to you? Uh it it does. Uh, Good because you're going to come over and
3: watch 17 that, hours of Lord of the Rings. Uh, that's right fine. That's perfectly fine by me. As long as it's all um, in one sitting too. As long as I can make fun of it out loud, <laughs> I'm perfectly fine.
2: We'll do a live tweet. Um,
0: so uh, for 17 hours?
2: It's 17 hours live <laughs> <my laughs> tweeting Lord of the Rings, and yes. they're walking, and they're walking, walking. <laughs>
3: Did somebody just introduce a door? If I'm out of here.
0: <laughs> Hashtag they still walk.
3: Yes. They're taking the hobbits to Isengard. It's taken them a year. Anyway. They, I, they yeah, have short I, legs. Yeah, well. <laughs> they uh so I, I do like the the, the the whole DVD collections. You know, the reason why I think that uh putting seri- like the serial as as it was wouldn't work anymore in theaters is because with all the newer forms of media theaters have had to adapt and find a a little space for themselves so what do people go to the theater for they go to see a high budget Mm -hmm. movie Mm -hmm. um that is usually going to be about two hours or more um in the theater experience so would then something that pretty much goes against all of those except for the theater experience um draw more people in I think it probably wouldn't and here's the thing if you go like well you could do like super high budget serials mm-hmm. they do have those and you just have you just have to pay a premium for your cable right. to get the stuff out of effects the stuff out of HBO the, yeah, the stuff Game out of, of Thrones yeah your mm-hmm. Game of Thrones your uh, Breaking Bad yeah, yeah, yeah. all of that stuff yeah. you know shot on Walking Dead yeah Walking Dead shot on you know 24 PhD mm-hmm and, you know, just looks as spectacular as any movie, and there's 20 hours of it yeah. every season. Yeah.
2: I, I guess, you know, that, I mean, that's why I had said, with the exception of television, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we do see that soap operas are yeah. serialized drama. Yep, yep. Um, I, I just think online for serialized content is, is a way to really be looking, and it'll be interesting to see what Netflix does with um, Arrested Development. Mm -hmm. uh, when that finally releases. Um, there are just, I I don't know. There just seems to be when you look online and and maybe it's my viewing habits, maybe my attention span has gotten shorter, but I cannot sit and watch 20 hours of walking dead. You know, certainly not in one sitting. Well, of Um, course
0: 14 of that is going to be talking about whether Herschel was wrong.
2: Yeah. Or Carl where's Carl. um, well, I'll
0: tell you what, he's not, he's not in the house.
2: <laughs> I mean, but you know what? I found myself as I, and I've, I think I've talked about it on this show. I certainly have told people a lot that uh, I rarely watch regular television anymore. Mm-hmm. Most 95% of my entertainment comes from this little black hockey puck sitting next to my TV called mm-hmm. an Apple TV. Mm-hmm. And on it every day, I come home and I watch video podcasts that rarely run longer than 30 minutes. Okay most of them are twenty minutes long, some of them are ten minutes long. Mm-hmm. Some of my favorites are three minutes long. There's a great little one called Minute physics mm-hmm. um then I watch everything that's on the Vimeo channel, and those will vary and most of them are not serialized one time little shorts mm-hmm. bunch of if you want to see bunch of naked ladies in high high quality video mm-hmm. Vimeo's mm-hmm. got a lot of that all over the place mm-hmm. um And then YouTube,
0: they just like driving Uh, around on motorcycles and stuff. It's
2: it's arty. They're doing it more for arty purposes. Vimeo is more arty related than to show craft and talent. Wait, who's arty? Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, uh, Then YouTube, which is wheelchair. You know, Vimeo tends to be. Let's let's look at craft, the art, the edit, the the lighting, Mm -hmm. the 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 composition. YouTube is. Hey, watch this guy get kicked in the junk um but youtube's with with the launch of their channels there's a lot of entertainment on there yep. and i can literally w- not waste but i can literally watch 2 hours of content every night just through those three outlets and they're generally the stuff that i enjoy the serialized content that comes in 4 to 12 minute chunks mm-hmm. and i find that after those 4 to 12 minutes i've gotten what i need to get out of it there is an interest to watch more so that i will check back on that channel every couple of days or every couple of weeks to see does this person have new stuff for me to watch? Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I think that that works in a way. Um, give them just enough and it's get good. them coming back for more. Speaking of giving you guys just enough, I think that wraps it up for this episode. Of the Show major spoilers podcast. over. Show over. Good night. Have fun. Podcast. Major spoilers. What else do we got? We got major That's spoilers that. podcast. We got a critical hit. We've got land, We've got top five. Oh, everybody is just loving top 5 favorite drinks yeah uh, That's a good- uh, if you want to hear rodrigo and his and his uh hello my name is rodrigo super spy
3: yes I if you if you'd like to hear about my former career for mi5 and you want to listen to that six. episode
2: mi7
0: <laughs>
2: it's one of those uh go check out those shows go check out the website go check out the forums go check us out on our twitter you can find us uh, at major spoilers at mighty king cobra at fearsome critter at Bore Immortal, and at d d Brian? d d Brian. Brian. Alright, for those at of you... At Miss Very Very. At Miss Very Very. Uh, there's probably a lot of other people out there that we're forgetting, but those are the ones that come to the top of our mind. That's where we're at. Our
0: first wall.
2: Yes, that is where we are at. Where are you at? Well, I don't know. If you don't know, well, you certainly don't know. But you know where to find us at, Majorspoilers.com. We've started the conversation. We want you to head over there and continue it, and we will see you next time.
0: And enter the costume contest
2: if you have any questions, comments, topic ideas for future shows, or would like to sponsor a show, send an email to podcast at Majorspoilers.com. visit major spoilers at Majorspoilers.com com and be sure to check out the major Spoilers forum. You can also follow major spoilers on twitter at twitter.com slash major spoilers
1: What a major spoiler What a major spoiler If I'm a stark raving rich like a man of iron I might not be surprised to find That I might actually have the hard cold To follow an entire storyline Would I really even need To read upon all those escapades I mean, who needs such distractions When your sister's such a babe But the downside is such a beast Being shot up in a fun Being in the Middle East With a King Santo and soldier what a major spoiler! What a major spoiler, yeah, yeah, yeah! What a major spoiler, wow, whoa, wow, whoa, wow! Whoa, whoa. What a major spoiler!
3: Major spoilers. It's copyright 2012.